All You Need to Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and thanks for listening in. I'm Alex Matthew and I'm happy to inform you that this is the last All You Need to Know podcast of 2020. Here's everything that you need to know at the start of the 31st of December. In news on India's economy, the current account balance fell even as it continued to maintain a surplus in the July to September quarter, led by a rise in the merchandise trade deficit. The current account surplus moderated to $15.5 billion in the September quarter from $19.2 billion in the preceding quarter. If you've experienced trouble filing your tax returns for the financial year 2019-20, there's good news. You have more time. The government has extended the timelines for filing of income tax returns by individuals as well as businesses in view of the COVID-19 pandemic. Individual taxpayers can now file their tax returns till the 10th of January instead of the earlier deadline, which would have been today. In other news, electronic voting to select the new owner of Divan Housing Finance Corporation has begun and financial creditors hope to announce the winner by the 14th of January, according to three people with direct knowledge of the development who spoke to Bloomberg Quint. The creditors are voting on six resolution plans submitted to them. The first three are by Oak Tree Capital Management, Piramal Group and Adani Group, all three having offered to buy the entire loan book. Piramal Group and the Adani Group have also submitted supplementary plans seeking to buy standalone retail and wholesale loan portfolios respectively. Now, the Central Bureau of Investigation carried out searches at the premises of infrastructure firm IVRCL Limited, its managing director E. Sudhir Reddy and joint managing director B. Balrami Reddy, who have been booked by the agency for an alleged fraud worth over 4,800 crore rupees against a consortium of banks. Moving on, the Securities Appellate Tribunal has dismissed Shivinder Mohan Singh's appeal challenging the market regulator's confirmatory order asking Relegare Enterprises and its arm to recall loans. The Securities and Exchange Board of India, remember, had asked Relegare Enterprises and Relegare Finvest to recall 2,065 crore worth of loans extended to more than 20 entities. In international news, the European Union and China have announced the political approval of an agreement to open the Chinese market further to EU investors, marking a major step in talks that began in 2013. The breakthrough in negotiations on an EU-China investment deal signals the bloc's determination to focus on economic opportunities in Asia, even amid criticism of Beijing's record on human rights. The accord could enter into force in early 2022. In international markets, U.S. stocks climbed higher yet again but ended with narrow gains. In the Asia-Pacific region, only one of the three early risers was trading. The Australian benchmark was lower by 0.6% last I checked. And now here's Hormuz Fatakia with the trade setup for the day in India. Morning Hormuz, how are we shaping up on the last trading day of 2020? Good morning to you Alex and to those tuned in. If anybody comes and tells you today, 
the final day of the year that they predicted on the 24th of March that the Nifty would end the year with gains of 15% is lying. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is that the index is set for gains of more than 15% and is also set for its best year since 2017. Not only that, it is 19 points away from scaling 14,000 and is also set for its best quarterly performance since the April to June period of 2009. This would also be the first instance where the Nifty would have gained for three successive quarters since 2017. Now, early ticks on the SGX Nifty showed that the index, although flat, but traded above the mark of 14,000. So, what are the stocks in focus on the final trading day of the year? I'll start with metals. Tata Steel is optimistic about domestic steel demand going into 2021 and for FY22 as well. In its outlook for the new year, MD and CEO TV Narendran said that the company expects steel demand to grow proportional or higher to the GDP growth in FY22. It also expects global steel prices to remain firm as China is not expected to export large volumes. Narendran said that the demand supply situation favors steel producers with strong international prices. He said and I quote, we are certainly back to where we were before the pandemic and we expect the trend to continue through FY22, end of quote. Staying with metals, Vedanta has emerged as the highest bidder for the Radhikapur West coal block in Odisha. The block is set to be an optimal fit for the company's Jharsuguda smelter, which is 190 kilometers away from the block due to its logistical location and annual capacity. The mine has total reserves of 312 million tons and an approved per annum extraction capacity of 6 million tons. Next up is Power Finance Corporation which has approved the revision in market borrowing limits for the current financial year to 1.18 lakh crore rupees. The borrowing will be done through various debt segments in one or more tranches. Adani Green Energy's wholly owned subsidiary has commissioned a 100 MWAC solar power project in Gujarat. The project has been commissioned ahead of its scheduled commercial operation date according to its 25-year-long power purchase agreement with the Gujarat Urja Vikas Nigam. This takes the company's operational renewable capacity to 2,950 MWAC, which is a CAGR of 55% since March 2016. Pharma company FDC is in the process of expanding its production capacity at its Aurangabad facility through the installation of an additional BFS machine. The cost towards enhancing this capacity will be 74 crore rupees in the first stage and 26 crore rupees in the second stage. The process is spread over a period of 20 months and will enhance the production capacity of the plant to 33%. A couple of stocks on the back of large deals. Centum Electronics will be in focus after HDFC Mutual Fund acquired over 3% stake in the company at 410 rupees a share. The stock ended 9.5% higher on Wednesday at the highest level since January this year. And Chemcon Speciality Chemicals, where Plutus Wealth Management acquired 2.7% stake in the company at 428.5 rupees a share. The stock ended higher for the sixth straight day with gains of over 4.5%. That's all from me this year. We will be back to wish you a happy 2021 tomorrow morning. But until then, here's wishing you all a happy and safe New Year's Eve. And I pass on the same wish to Alex as well. Thanks, Hormus, for those wishes. And to you, dear listener, thanks for tuning in to this podcast. Do have a safe New Year's Eve. We'll be back tomorrow, like Hormus said, to tell you all you need to know at the start of 2021. This is Alex Matthews signing off. 
have a great day i hope you enjoyed listening to all you need to know did you know that you can listen to the show on the ivm podcast app on the ivm podcast app along with this we have a number of other shows which you think you will enjoy listen to cyrus says with cyrus brocha as the host listen to pesa vesa with anupam gupta the scene of the unseen with amit varma or shunya one hosted by shiladitya mukhopadhyay and myself check out the ivm podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy